Good morning, Evergreen Online, and a happy Lunar New Year to you. This morning, our congregation is gathering at Arcadia County Park for our Church in the Park gathering. Unfortunately, the food has all been accounted for, all the dim sum, but you are welcome to bring your own goodies and join us. Just make sure you have a high filtration mask for our time together. Now, next week, we'll be resuming our hybrid worship services on the first Sunday of February, as long as there are no COVID surprises. We will also be resuming other indoor programming options, such as our Sunday morning class on campus. Now, registered guests will be asked to follow our updated Omicron safety protocol, which includes being up to date on vaccinations, meaning that you have received your booster shot if you are eligible. Guests will also be asked to maintain at least six feet of social distance between households and again, wear a high filtration N95, KN95 or KF94 mask. We believe these practices will help keep our most vulnerable safe in our community. Now this morning we are continuing in our series, I Want to Know What Love Is, inspired by the 1984 Foreigner song and part of our Seasons of Love annual theme. If you're just joining us this year, we're exploring what Paul calls the way of love in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And this series that we're going through explores how God shows his love to us. Today, I'm excited to have Pastor Shirley bringing the devotional message, as well as hearing from Kelly Tom in our Love Letters segment and hearing from the Miller family, uh, our missionary partners serving in Tokyo who are back on home assignment for part of this year. May God speak to you personally as you worship at home this morning and dive deeper into discovering what God's love looks like for us. Hi, Evergreen family. Uh, we're the Millers, Sterling, Emmy, Geneva, and Elise, and we're glad to join you here at uh, Church in the Park today. We have been serving in Tokyo for eight years, and we're back on home assignment for 10 months, and we're rounding the corner, so we're back in the LA Pasadena area for the next three months and we will return at the end of April for three years in Tokyo. So thank you Evergreen family for sending us. Hi Evergreen family, I'm Geneva and I'm Elise. We experience God's love through many things. I experience God's love through food because food is really good and I like eating with different kinds of people because you can connect with them when you're eating food and also the food's good especially in California and other parts of the world. Um, I am really appreciative of those who've brought food to us during um, our hard times, and yeah. But how about you, Lisi? Um, I experience it by friends and community because they've been very open to us, and I think God helped then be open to us and um, it made our life much more happy and peaceful. <laughs> and it means a lot to us. Yeah. yeah. We've been blessed to receive God's love, especially through friendships and food. As our girls have shared, uh, one of the amazing things about Evergreen and being part of your community is the number of well wishes um, that people have given us on the coming home, but also um, the gift of food. So thank you so much for the care packages, for the groceries, and so all of those who have blessed us with that. The last three years have been really challenging and trying in Japan, a combination of COVID and the challenges of a pastoral change um, at our church, Kokobunji Baptist Church. But one of the things that we are grateful for is friends. Um, this past uh, term, 
I was able to join a young seminary uh, student who uh, became a first-time pastor, and his name is Makio. And uh, one of the things that we experience is God's love of friendship. And uh, Makio asked me to help be a part of his church outreach and to share God's love through English lessons, and we called it Friends English Class. Um, but what I really uh, discovered was that as much as what we were doing, um, connecting to the community, it was who we were doing it with. And my friendship with Makio became an experience where I got to see an experience receive and also to give God's love uh, through friendship. And then uh, he quickly invited me in to give my testimony to his church and um, to really be a part of his, his family. And so I was really grateful because when we hit those rough times um, at our home church, he understood it and we were able to pray through it and walk through it together. And I know that many of you have had hardships in your families and hardships with losing friends. Um, and I'm just really grateful that God has given us the gift of friendship. For me, God's loving provision comes through the fact that Evergreen has uh, sent us to Japan. And so I just wanted to share with you a little scripture. It seems probably odd, but it's from Nehemiah 11. And our family read it this week, and it says, Now the leaders of the people settled in Jerusalem, and the rest of the people cast lots to bring one out of every ten to live in Jerusalem, the holy city, while the remaining nine were to stay in their towns. And uh, my daughter, Elise, said, that's not fair. Why doesn't everyone get to go? Why is it one out of every ten that's kind of, it's, it's very exclusive? And I understand the fact that she wants everyone to be included, but it made me think of Evereen and how, although we're not sent to Jerusalem, you guys have sent us to Tokyo. Um, and without your support, we can't be there. And so think of us as your international staff in Tokyo um, and know that everyone can't go. So you're helping aid us to be there. And so um, God's loving provision for me is modeled by the fact that people sacrificially support us, give and pray for us to be there. And so because we've received God's provision to go and be a blessing, we've been able to offer the gift of presence, of friendship, and um, hopefully God's love and word to people in Tokyo. And so my challenge for you is that, um, for you to remember God's loving provision in your lives and then use that blessing to be a blessing to other people. And so um, thank you. We don't feel worthy uh, to receive that and we feel a tre tremendous responsibility, but um, we wanna be authentically who we are in Tokyo. And so I, my challenge is for you to be that for you, your community and your family to be a blessing, um, remembering God's provision um, in your life. Good morning and welcome to Evergreen Baptist Church. I'm so glad that you're here worshiping with us this morning. I'm Pastor Shirley and we're continuing our sermon series on I Want to Know What Love Is. This sermon series is exploring what love is based on God's many characteristics. Pastor Jason started our series with a reminder from 1 John 4:16 that says, and we, so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. And then last week, Pastor Ryan led us through a reflection on the passage of Psalm 121 where we can see God as protector. 
This week, we will be reflecting on how God shows his love to us by being a provider. Now, what comes to mind when you hear the phrase, God the provider, or God as provider? For me, I immediately thought of how God provides me with food, shelter, clothing, and the means to take care of my basic physical needs. The Bible is full of verses, stories, and testimonies that tell us of God's provision for us. For instance, in the Old Testament, the first story comes to mind is how God provided manna or bread and meat to the Israelites for the 40 years they were wandering in the wilderness after escaping Egypt. Another familiar story of how God provides for our physical needs is the story of the prophet Elijah, who after telling King Ahab that there would be no rain for three years, had to escape and hide from King Ahab's anger. So God sent him to a stream and sent ravens with bread and meat to Elijah. Then there are verses that are probably familiar to you that talk about how God provides. One in particular is in Philippians 4.19. The message translation says, God will take care of everything you need. Here's another verse, Matthew 6.32. Don't worry because your Father in heaven knows that you need all these things. Then there's Psalm 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And finally, a phrase from one of my favorite hymns. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand had provided. Great is thy faithfulness. So the stories and verses in the Bible serve as reminders to us that God is present and knows what we need, even before we know what and when we need his provision. Now, there are some provisions that God gives us that are beyond those physical and material tangible needs that come to mind so easily when we hear the phrase, God provides, God is provider, or that God knows what we need. As I was preparing for this sharing about God's provision for us, God brought to mind an instance that taught me how he had provided beyond those physical and material needs to me. The story is about when my husband Virgil and I were on our pilgrimage on the Camino de Santiago. You may have heard me speaking about this in my first sharing. So in 2019, during my sabbatical, my Virgil and I decided to embark on a spiritual pilgrimage called Camino de Santiago. And there are various points or cities in France, Portugal, or Italy from which you can begin your journey. But the final destination is the cathedral 
in the city of Santiago, Spain. Our pilgrimage was the last 100 miles and we walked about 13 to 15 miles per day for seven days. On one of those days, we had gotten hopelessly lost and couldn't seem to find the path we were supposed to be walking on. We had made a wrong turn somewhere. So after walking for a couple of hours, we stopped to rest. And across the highway, an elderly woman was outside her house watering her plants. And she would glance over to us every so often. When we got ready to walk again, we motioned in the direction of where we thought we could pick up the route, the path again. And she vigorously shook her head and pointed in the direction we should go. We went further and came to a junction where we had to decide whether to continue on the highway or walk uphill through a village. Now, at that moment, we heard a sharp whistle. A man on a bike come from behind us came up and stopped and suggested that we walk through the village, which according to my math was the quickest way to get back onto their path. But it meant walking up a steep hill. As we were getting ready to walk up the hill, a woman and through the village, a woman came out of her house from the village. She saw us and she most motioned to us to follow. She didn't speak a word to us, nor did she smile. And she just motioned, us, motioned to us to follow her. We weren't sure whether we should follow her or not, but she looked harmless and she said, why not? So we followed. So instead of walking uphill under a blazing sun with no shade, she led us down into a shaded glen that was an easy 20 minute walk. And at the end of that path, before us, we saw other pilgrims walking the path we needed to be on. I tell this story because there are different parts of the story when God sent people to help us along our journey to get us back onto the right path. First, there was the elderly woman who was watering her plants. And then there was the man on the bike. And then finally, the woman from the village who led us down that glen. They were all in place at the crossroad where Virgil and I had to make a decision. Now, God knew beforehand that Virgil and I are not good map readers. And what's more, we interpret instructions differently. So God had prepared those individuals along the way to guide us back. This story also remind, is also a reminder that God's provision goes beyond our basic needs. There have been moments in our lives where we've encountered times where we have to make important decisions or needed a word of encouragement, and someone has come alongside us. That person could have been a stranger, could be a trusted friend. The encouragement could come from a song you hear over the radio, or it could be something you see, like the sunrise or the sunset, uh, the beach, a retreat setting. 
people, words, places, God's creation. They all remind you and me that God is walking alongside us, providing us with what we need at that moment. We all have stories in our lives that bear witness to God's provision. I invite you sometime this week to write your love letter to God or share the story with someone else, whichever you feel the most comfortable for you to do. How has God provided you for your family? For some of us, it's easy to recall a time when God provided. For others, it will take some time to remember. That's okay. Just ask God to help you recall that time. Who did he bring to mind? What word or phrase did you hear or memory comes to mind that gave you encouragement? What circumstance did God help you remember how he provided for you? Writing or sharing your story is important because then we can recognize God's provision for us and be amazed that God was there and had provided you with what you needed. Let's go back to Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is a passage that came to mind as I was walking the Camino. And it also came to mind again as I was preparing for this sharing. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. This is a familiar passage and is written by David. In first one, David expresses his confidence in the Lord as his shepherd. David knew by personal experience that God shepherds his people. He cares for all their needs too. So then we too can be sure the Lord God, the good shepherd, meets all our needs. He listens to our prayers. And if we call on him, we will receive his grace and help in a time of need. This verse reminds us that God is our sustenance and support in every season of our lives. He is our provider. So let's now hear the words from the Psalm one more time. And as I read the words, I'd like for you to think about this question. In what way has God, the provider, met your every need? So you can close your eyes or read along with me as I read. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I will always have everything I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I always have more than enough. The Lord is my shepherd. He cares for me always. I invite you this week to meditate 
on Psalm 23, verse 1. And let these words be your prayer of gratitude or comfort this week. So let's pray. Thank you, dear Good Shepherd, Father God, our provider, for first loving us and out of that great love for us, want to always provide us with what we need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.